This is a Hoff Studios podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. How did we meet? Go ahead. How did we meet? Um, Say it, it was... like we never said it before, okay. though, okay? Cool? Okay. Okay, got Quote, it. Ready? Action. A Neha Mother and Titles event. And I think it was one one of the first through, like, after the pandemic. Mm. And you and I both knew a whole bunch of people there. And I was standing in a group that you probably knew the people. And you go, hi, what's your name? Do you want to be friends? <laughs> or something along those lines. I sound like I'm literally hi, three do be, years old. Do you want to be friends? Cool. And I was cool, like, cool. wow. Wait, what I is your that. name, by the way? Leah. Leah Wiseman Fink is my Leah name. Leah Wiseman Fink. Yes. It's a pleasure to have you on the Mom Curious Thank podcast. Um, everybody, I just wanted to say... Um, we also have another special guest. It's our executive producer, Laura Lucetti. She used to be here all the time. <laughs> she got a little busy. Um, I'm very happy Raising my nine other <laughs> podcast Siblings. brothers and sisters. Brava to you, my love. Yeah. But I'm just so happy you took the time to hang out with me and Leah today. Well, yeah. Motherhood ain't easy, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Motherhood ain't easy. <laughs> I I'm like happy that. to be here. Especially when thing. you just keep racking up friends left and right wherever okay, you so, go. <laughs> okay, so anyway, if you guys want to know what we've been talking about, it's just that 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 line, that opening line, want to be friends, yeah. it sounds like I'm like a toddler, but it's a great line. I mean, I haven't I forgotten it. it. It was a couple years ago, right? Or maybe a, a year and a half ago. And I, I, like I don't stuck know. In my ne- mind. I have to say that Neha throws the best events. She does. Shout out to Neha Roosh of Mother Untitled. Yes. She was the first guest we ever had on this oh, show and still is a connector. Yes. She is like so magnificent and she's coming out with a book, everybody. So fingers crossed we'll get her on here again. But um, that's how I know you, Leah. Yeah, and exactly. and um, I- I'm realizing that like I'm so good at making friends that I almost have to. And sorry if it's it's you person who's listening that I'm talking <laughs> about. But I almost have to backpedal yeah. after it because when you're that open hearted. <laughs> <laughs> You're that sort of like sometimes you just don't have enough time. Do you feel like yeah. that in, yeah. in adulthood that you have to be really picky with friends? Yes. Mm. Yes. And I I keep a lot of time for it. Like for on friendship? purpose. Yeah. For friendship. On purpose. I like try and keep pockets that are like, you know, I have like mom life, work life, a lot of friend life too. Wow. Um, one thing that's a little bit helpful is like groups, right? So like I have several different groups, um, but you can see groups together, and that's mm-hmm. a chunk of time, or even a chunk of texting, right? Like, how, like how many group chats do you have? Probably a lot, a lot, right? Yeah. But it's a good that is a good way to keep like a lot of friends and a lot of close friendships together. Group trips? Do you do group trips? I haven't done a group trip, oh. although I have one, by the way, that a friend of mine. Oh my god, she put together a group trip for like I think it's two two weekends from now I missed the invitation and I'm like like really crossing my fingers that I can make it work because I think it's going to be so powerful and important she didn't have a wedding she didn't have a bachelorette she's like gonna have a baby and it's this like weekend event of just like 10 of her closest people and I'm like if I miss this 
then I'm going to really miss a moment in her life and I don't want to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You make it make it happen. I got to make it yeah, happen. Yeah, you just got to make that's that's the thing about like carving it out. You just got to make it happen. Even if how far is it? Where is it? It's in Gainesville, Florida. Okay. Um she's this like most magical person that I've known for 20 years and um the thing is that my my children are starting like elementary school two days before like Paz has never been to elementary school and she's like not that good at transitions anyway or when I'm gone but like if I miss this for Alexandra I will have missed a huge moment yeah 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 be there for the first day of school Mm -hmm. then go then just go just go because my husband also is really good at husbanding yeah and that's one of the reasons I can make so much time for this is because my husband's great at that you know, he says go, right? To like whether it's weeknight group dinners or weekends, I do all kinds of stuff. I was invited to so the moms I met when Sammy was born. Mm. He's 10. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still close. There's like five of us. All live in different places now. But they had a reunion in Chicago, yeah. which I went to. Wow. It was amazing. Wow. And my two mom friends from when Sydney was born, she's six now. We're having another one somewhere else. So I couldn't. I, I had. I. I went to the one I committed to first, but it was funny because there was like two going on at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Um. I. I feel like that's sort of like what we were touching on earlier is like when you have so many options and like it really does require so much decision making and prioritizing and it's so much easier to just be like I I quit like I'm just home I don't want to deal with anyone's big feelings but then you're I mean then I'm not really enjoying yeah life big life living yeah I think that's um a great segue into introducing you sure (laughs) um so leah wiseman fink you are a coach and also a a pizzeria owner with your husband yeah i wanted to have you on um because you originally had reached out to talk about uh, cold water plunges which, which i've done not in the ocean you could tell us more about how you do it, like the real deal for free. I like paid what, like one hundred dollars. I was going to say a thousand, <laughs> but it was a hundred dollars in New York City to like cold plunge, and it was amazing. But yeah. anyway, but really, that's it was such a metaphor for um, building resilience. Mm-hmm. And the more I sort of like researched your work and your um, your history um there are other podcasts about about you too if 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 anyone wants to learn more about leah but i i'm i sort of found this trend in your resilience and how important that must be to you and um i was hoping that you would coach us through some of that resilience building sure some of that has to do with community building isn't that right yeah what we were just talking about with like friend groups building relationships showing up I feel like that's like a huge part of that is you know getting yourself in the room or getting yourself to those big events or you know even in the conversations when someone's going through a hard time showing up for them um and in good times celebrating them all that stuff so yes huge part of it I find myself building communities wherever I go so whether that's like in New York City with those friends or we moved out to the North Fork for a whole year during the pandemic so that oh. my kids could go to school. Oh. So at first I was like, I don't know a soul 
not a, a single soul. I, I ran out and I joined a gym because I was like, okay, I'll find a few people at the gym. And then my kids went to school. Um, so I was like, okay, there's some moms at school. And then then I started swimming and I had my swimming friends. But um, yeah, community building is a big part of of everything I do and have done. It's a really mm-hmm. important thread. Yeah. Well, maybe would you introduce yourself officially? Sure. Who you are today? Sure. Actually, someone asked me, I ran into someone I hadn't seen in a long time. They're like, do you have like 10 businesses or things you do? And I was like, yes, kind yeah, of always. Yeah, kind of you do. Yeah, I do. Um, my name's Leah Wiseman Fink. I'm a coach, a mom of two humans and one puppy named Rosie. Congratulations. Um, thank you. My husband and I own a chain of pizzerias called Williamsburg Pizza. We have five in New York City and one in Omaha, Nebraska. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Should I have said that first? It's, it's I, I, this is not worth me doing right now. <laughs> Aaron yeah. is a part of that. Yeah. He's our business partner. My yeah. best friend, Dana, my best friend in the entire world, lived in that apartment that was above the very first Williamsburg Pizza. Guess what? That's where I live right she's gonna cry you don't understand dana is her like best life friend. like really? best friend yes. in the, in the she universe went on, soul. she makes hats she's oh, a beautiful wow. milliner but it's i such... probably know her i think I oh, probably i'm sure know her. you do yeah. she's short multi you know many yeah. many iterations of that hair color for her back yeah. in those days dana but we love you we do love you but what a time that was when the first one was launching what talk about excellent pizza oh my god i could do a whole thing for it Ooh, the heart-shaped one. Oh, it's so good <laughs> Go With ahead. your name on it, I'm Should done. We put your name yes, on it. I'm we done. probably have put your name on I'm it before. <laughs> Laura is like a like born and raised New York Italian yeah. chick. She knows good pizza. It's good. Pizza. Also, what's funny is that Leah is decidedly not. Where are you from? I'm from Michigan. She's from Michigan. She's yeah. a Jewish girl I'm from a Michigan. Jewish girl from Michigan. Like <laughs> literally, like I was in Michigan last week. That girl who was like, "Do you have ten businesses?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's what every like nice Jewish girl from Michigan does." <laughs> New York and opens a chain of pizzerias. What a funny thing! Oh. But look, try. I mean, it's it's I, good it's, pizza. It, good is an understatement. It is oh, absolutely excellent. Yeah. It has been since you started. Yeah. I think the Omaha move is so authentic and amazing. Which like I'll, I yeah. can let you talk. Aaron's I'm, from Omaha. Our business partner. Johnny's best friend. So they so were that's like, how it, worked. Yeah. it was like, why are you going there? And it's like, because that's authentic to us. Yeah. And it's what we want to mm-hmm. do. I am so fangirling over here. I am going to zip it though. Go off. No, this is, so, this is like my uh, happy place because for the first year of this podcast, yeah. it was me and Laura hanging out with the guest. And listen, I've had a great run this past year, but it's so nice to like bring someone special on and for her to be like, bing, 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 bing. you know, it's like such a fun, beautiful moment for me. Also, just so you know, um, Leah um, was kind enough to offer to send pizza to the picket line for the uh, SAG after strike. Did it ever work out? Not yet, but I bet okay. we're okay. still going. Still so going. don't worry. Okay, we'll do it. We'll work it out next. Should yeah. we maybe continue on with her yeah. introduction? Yes. Okay, yes. friends. <laughs> Leah Wiseman Fink. Take it so away. I, uh, where was I? We opened the pizza. More than pizza. <laughs> More about the pizza. I actually would love to tell you because you talked about that opening year, which was insane, to which my husband was like, I have an idea for a side project. He's like, sit down. Let me like, before you say no, he was working on Wall Street. And he's like, I have an idea. And I was like, okay, that's fine. We have been married two-ish years. Um, and I was like, but we're supposed to have kids this year too. Like that was our timeline. He's like, we can do both. So- Pizzeria opens, like planning for a year, opens, same week, piano stick, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> we got like two jobs, a business, and now an infant. Here we go. 
How did you handle that? Oh, it was insane. It was totally insane. It was like, literally, I brought Johnny upstairs to tell him I was pregnant. And he's like, okay. Goes back downstairs and is washing dishes in the pizzeria. (laughs) It was a moment. It was like a moment. And then that first year was completely insane. Yeah. And back to like... I'm looping it back, but to community, because my whole family's in Michigan. I grew up with aunts, uncles, cousins, like all my grandparents, like helping raise us. But I'm in New York. The chills, yeah. You know, by myself with like, like I said, a couple of businesses and an infant. And that's why those those women that were my friends when Sammy were was born, like, okay, we're we're family now. Right. I guess we're family now. We are, you know, walks, walks in the park. We would like meet every Friday for happy hour, like, you know, texting in the middle of the night. And it's like that it was, you know, somewhat out of necessity, also somewhat who I am, who you are, too. Like, let's be friends. Right. But that's what we do. You know, that's what we do is as city people and social creatures and community builders like that. That's part of how it happened. I also think that there's like this idea and I'm making it up as I'm as I go but like it's like a sort of shared nervous system you Uh know like we sort of let the 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 leader of the pack the most regulated person sort of lends their calm Mm -hmm. lends their um their their bandwidth to the rest to the rest of us like Mm -hmm. if we're left to our own devices we're just we're only as good as our one little little itty bitty lizard nervous system yeah you know but if we come together we sort of form this web of resilience exactly yeah right and that's like in a time of necessity like you need people you need community that's you know you find it and you hang on to it and if you're living a big life which you are with your many businesses Mm -hmm. And you're like sweet, open heart and two children and a puppy. By the way, puppies are a real thing. This is a dog mom we're, we're sitting next to. And like dogs are, they're a lot of work, they're actually. Of work. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have, we, we need resilience. Yeah, I mean, because they're, they're going to be hard days for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell us about cold plunging, by the way? Sure. Let's talk about it. Because this, really, this is a really big part of your life now. Yeah. Yeah, I do it. Um, actually, I'm, I'm off season now, sadly. And and I miss it. Like, I turn on my shower cold. It doesn't do it for me exactly, but it's like something. Um, I started doing it in the middle of the pandemic. So we lived in the North Fork. Wow. The whole first couple months were, like, weird and novel. Then it got dark. Right. It was January, February. And I, I was reading a little bit about it online. You know, there's so many articles. There's that goop episode. And I was like, Wim Hof. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I just want to rewind and say that it got dark. Didn't mean emotionally, by the no. way, guys, which it might have. But <laughs> in the North Fork of Long Island in New York, on the East Coast, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know where you're listening from, but it's ve- it can get really dark, really um, early. Yeah. Um, and really cold, yeah. really, really cold. Yeah. And it's, um, it's like a summer town yes. for the most part. And obviously not in COVID that everything got different and shuffled around, but it's like quiet. Yeah. So a lot of people who were there for the summer, even fall disappeared for the winter and it was really getting dark at like four ish. And, you know, it was a little bit eerie. We're used to being in, I've been in New York for 20 years. So I was, my husband and I were just kind of like, where are we? What's going on? So one day after I was reading these articles, I was like, I came home from dropping the kids off at school and I was like, come on, Johnny, let's just do it. And he was like, okay. Wait, and, where, what kind of do it? What are you doing? Do do it? It? <laughs> Jump in the water. Oh, <laughs> 
okay. I was like, are we making that's, baby number three? I was, was going to say, one? that's a whole other conversation. No, dog is our last baby. We're good. Okay, um, mazel tov. Yeah, I'm so you. happy for you. <laughs> um, so it was uh, freezing day in the 30s, put on our bathing suits, ran down the stairs. I feel like I'm sure I went in first, screamed, um, like jumped up and down, came upstairs. I didn't have um, – and loved it. I thought it was so fun. It made my body feel – numb and then great i felt on a high the rest of the day how long did you emerge that was just like a jump in jump out so like 10 seconds um and then he did his screamed did not feel as good as i felt and he was like okay that was a one and done for me and then for me i just kept doing it not every day but like every couple days it just like there was some fun and excitement and it made my body feel great yeah like you know you got like a certain kind of I'm not, I can't, I'm not the best person to talk about the science of it, but it's like endorphins, dopamine, whatever, ha- whatever, yeah, whatever chemistry happens in your body. I was like, okay, this is really great for me and I'm going to keep doing it because it feels good. I mean, and apparently cold exposure actually is so uncomfortable Yeah, that when you feel uncomfortable in your life, you can sort of refer back to it and say, I lived through that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I learned how to go in longer. So I met a group of people. People kept being like, do you know these? They're called the North Fork Polar Bears. <laughs> <laughs> There's a group of people who – I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, yeah. I, feel, I feel physically nervous. Uh, you're going to come in. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I feel uh, nervous because I know I'm going to do yeah, it, you by are, the way. Do you, you understand this? Okay, yeah. great. So – they swim together almost every morning, but also on Sundays. There's like a big group and a whole bunch of people. And we meet at a beach. We go in and we swim for like 10 or 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. My experience with cold plunges, when did I do it? The first time I did it, they, okay, this sounds kind of like bougie, but there was um, a company that came the Dumbo house mm-hmm. and they were last summer and they were on the roof and they filled a whole tub full of ice mm-hmm. and said jump in yeah and they timed us for four minutes okay and I screamed the whole time and like held gripped the sides and, yeah. and only went from the waist down but you know fuck man that felt great right it feels oh great God. it feels great Wow. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about it's really interesting. Just thinking about it, I'm like, oh my god, the relief. Yeah. For and for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's the other thing. And I listen. I can't tell you where this is from, but I read or listened to. It's like cold water exposure is one of the only things where your dopamine goes up, right? A lot of other things do it, like um, having a glass of wine or whatever, also does it. But then it just crashes right after. With cold water swimming, it's one of the only things where it goes up and then it continues to go up mm-hmm. the rest of the day. Like, it, there, you know, that's the effect. That's so cool. And what's really special is that um, I don't I, – I, I assume you are you don't have any neurodivergence. I, oh, you know what? I shouldn't assume. I assumed because you went to Harvard. But actually, there are lots of people with ADHD who went to Harvard. I have major ADHD. Oh, so, so we'll just put it on the table. Yeah, wow, isn't that a yeah, is that major. actually? I should never, ever, ever yeah. say that because there are people with like very high IQs and uh, who are wildly successful with ADHD. But um, I have ADHD. Yeah, and 
that is that is um a, a dopamine deficiency actually yeah actually so this is for anyone listening i feel like people who who are neurodivergent often listen to this podcast because yeah. like because i'm one of you but um cold plunging is really good for us yeah that makes sense it makes a lot of sense because the dopamine we need dopamine also comes from newness by the way yeah yep i was on a, a business trip the other day and i was like why do i feel so what's that it's good that's what that is that's good why do i feel um, alive because like i was just seeing new things yeah totally and maybe meeting new people and out of your exact routine and yes all and yeah. that's so it's really important for people with adhd so yeah. this is something that's really a great tool i mean the way you do it is free because mother yes. nature is like hey i have this great idea why don't you use me use me <laughs> <laughs> for the betterment of you and exactly. me right um, but there are other there are places you could go like Remedy is a, a place in in um, New York City. Mm-hmm. I've been there and it's great. You go yeah. they, you do like the sauna and then the cold. I was going to say that's the other thing I really like. I love saunas too. Well, <laughs> and if you, you could do it together. I don't usually do it together because I jump in the ocean and there's not like a sauna right, there. right next door. Um, but I do feel like I get a similar effect from especially infrared saunas. Yeah. Like when I can do that. I have one of those blankets. That's pretty awesome. But I do get that like dopamine newness. Also, um, the feeling of having accomplished something mm-hmm. uncomfortable, yeah. I think is really like in an important. It's an important sort of moment yep. in your brain. Like it's why working out feels so good. Yep. It's why opening up pizzerias yep. and saying, you know, I'll open up in Omaha too because I want it for me. And yeah. even though it's a challenge, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna climb this. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to enjoy this. Like yeah. that, that's a huge part of building resilience and building confidence yeah. in yourself. Absolutely. And it's important in motherhood too. Mm-hmm. For sure. How do you make the time for it? Um, which part? The cold water swimming part? Yeah. Um, that is another piece. Well, I do it. Uh, it's usually Sunday mornings. And um, that's another piece where like my husband takes over the kids. Or sometimes I'll bring my younger Sydney with me and a bunch of the kids play on the beach and we swim and it's like kind of a fun thing they watch they like build sometimes you build like stick forts or who who knows what kids on a beach do but I love this yeah yeah sometimes she'll like sit on the um rocks and like like, oh that's so nice yeah yeah um so I listened to a few of the the podcasts that you've guested on Mm -hmm. and um I really resonated with the pivot you made when you had Sydney, your mm-hmm. second, right? Yep. Was it, would you call that like of your own volition or do you feel like you were maybe driven out? Unfortunately, both. 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 Yeah. I mean, which, which is a, unfortunately a very um, common experience. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe you want to set the scene for us. So sure. That we can- so my background is in education, taught in classrooms for a long time, did, um, administration. I opened brand new schools, which was like one of the, actually to your point about newness, that was like such a fun project. We were opening New York City schools all over. And actually my kids go to one of the schools we opened, which is like every day I drop them off. I'm like, it's so nice. It's I'm like full, full. And sometimes Sammy's my older, he'll be like, mom, you built this school, didn't you? And I'm like, so special. And then sometimes he's like, did you actually like build it or did you build it? And I'm like, no, I not I just build it not, yeah, exactly. not the actual building. not that yeah so um education and then um 
you, you talked about you said Harvard, but I actually went to Columbia. Oh my god, that's I'm so what, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I just you know way, um, way to give me the the space and time to like, correct it. it. it wow, really, sorry about that. It doesn't really matter. Um, but I did my leadership training there, and then I taught leadership there. So at the end of all that, I was sort of like, let's go back into schools and sort of like practice what I preach and see, you know, what happens. And I thought it was a good time. And I was back in schools um, and I got pregnant with Sydney. And it just turned out sometimes schools are really toxic environments, unfortunately. Um, sometimes when the leadership is like not the best and there's not an amazing culture. And once I announced my pregnancy, things started to really go downhill. And I stuck it out. Um and and came back after Sydney was born, but it was just ugly. Like they had repainted my office and put me in the basement and sort of taken away my duties. And I had no place to pump milk. It was just like in a school, in a school, in a school right? Where like, you know, lots of women up- uphold the institution of education. It was just really, not to mention that the um, at the time I got zero maternity leave. Like, you had to take your sick and vacation days as your maternity leave. It's changed a little bit now, but isn't that insane? It's really terrible. It's really terrible. So I went back to this, um, and one of the reasons I hung on is because we had the pizzeria, so I was sort of our primary health insurance, and I was like, okay, I can't just, like, take this leap right this second. How American is this story, right? by the way? This is getting, like, too niche. It, it's infuriating. And by yeah. too niche, I mean this is important. Mm-hmm. Go on. So I sort of took that, you know, time sitting in the basement, you know, with my duty strip to brainstorm and figure out what I would do next. And the thing I came up with was sort of starting with community. So I started – um doing new moms groups. That was one of the first things that I did. So I started putting together like all these things I knew that I was good at and could do and sort of was already doing. You know, I'm so close with that first moms group. So I was like, okay, let me do this for other women. It's very needed. It's really helpful. I can do it, you know, with my eyes closed. So I curated these groups and I did that. And then I was doing some moms nights out. So like um, at some point- uh, I needed this. Right. There's- um, (laughs) A, a friend of a friend who was a Broadway producer was like, um, called me up and he was like, I heard you know all the moms and I can get everyone to come to my show, but not the mom. So can you bring them? I was like, yeah, I can do that. Like, y- give me 20 tickets. I'll bring you 20 moms. And so wow. we started doing stuff like that. Um, a friend and I started a Jewish organization in Williamsburg called B'nai Brooklyn because there was no sort of um, more secular, more reformed there's tons of orthodox stuff in our neighborhood but not other stuff so we started doing pizza friday night shabbats that's awesome which was amazing so i was doing all these different streams and then i hired a coach antoinette beauchamp who neha and hitha they were all working with her i I was like yeah hitha also but i know that neha yeah yeah so we're working with this coach and i was like oh that seems like something that would help me like sort of figure out what this next path was and in the very beginning of that I said, I've always had an inkling that maybe coaching is what I should be doing. Uh, it's also very educational, you know? Totally. 100%. I think the people who start off in, as teachers do very well in in general yeah. in this economy because we, I don't know, I, with with Instagram, I think people mm-hmm. are doing fantastically well teaching. Yeah. And we see that there was this huge drop off in COVID of, of teachers who are like really, who were totally burnt out. But they're, yes. But the- 
skills are very yes uh necessary needed yep. we're all like yeah yeah, <laughs> Te- yeah. Te- teach me teach me how to build resilience teach me how yeah to build right community. it's, it's all me. the same it's all the same and i would say the combination of teaching and my leadership training both of those are like the skills that I bring into this next career of coaching. It's like all the same stuff. And I I do coach a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners. So it's really the same skills, right? Like people skills, problem solving skills, um, resilience. I always say that about um, people sometimes ask me like what, what makes a business successful? So that's like in business and coaching. And I really, really think that the ability to ride the ups and downs or come back from yeah. the the lows is the biggest marker. If you can do that, then I think you'll be successful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Might take longer, might take shorter. You know, the the degree of success might be different. But if you can do that, I really think that's a key marker. I love that you tapped into the moms. Um, and so did I, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least women yeah. for the most part here. Because I feel like what we're noticing is that mothers have actually have quite a lot of maybe they don't recognize it but they have a lot of power in their families yeah and they actually have a lot of power in the economy and they consume media for, yeah. for where, where i'm sitting but yeah. you know for the listener you know they're actually it's 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 worth mentioning how powerful they are yeah as a consumer as a person in in our society, which yeah. I don't think we say enough. I think a lot of um, marketers and ad- advertising people sort of play to mothers' insecurities. Yeah. But the reason why they're playing to mothers in the first place is because actually that entire demographic is, you know, wildly, you know, uh, the, the, for the most part, like the decision makers in the household. They're the ones who are, who are holding the purse strings, yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. I think it's worth investing in those people, investing yeah. in our happiness, in yeah. our community, in our education, in our leadership. I really appreciate that you did that, yeah. that you saw that market and you and you're using your skills to to serve. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so tell me more about that that switch over to your yeah. um to your new career. It was kind of a crazy time because it was right before COVID, too. Oh God. One thing that's nice about my um, work, especially my coaching work, is that most of it's online, right? right? So you could do it from anywhere. Um, and I was finishing up my training and taking on clients, and I could do it, you know, from my laptop while we were living in the North Fork. And then, again, back in New York City, I, I still love seeing people and meeting up with people, like, you know, both of us, I think, yeah. are people, 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 <laughs> and that newness aspect and, like, you know, um, but yeah. And that, so I got, Antoinette trained me. I got trained under Antoinette. Oh, cool. Right. And then I um, worked under her, like I call that like my um, residency sort of, and then, um, started taking on new clients. Um, I would say it was like a slow build or a fast build, but it's sort of a medium. I had to like l- learn a whole new industry. Yeah. Um, luckily, we had the pizzerias. My husband helped me a lot in entrepreneurship and the back end of things and, you know, s- starting an LLC and paying taxes, all that stuff. So, you know, I could sort of learn it more quickly or he helped me, you know, as a partnership thing. Yeah. We worked together a lot, him helping me in the coaching and I dip in in the pizzeria too. Nice. Which is really fun. We love that. 
For your ADHD brain. I mean, 100%. It's fantastic. We need the newness. We need, like, the versatility. You need it. Yeah. So just, like, sitting – I mean, I'm assuming coaching is really fun, actually. And Antoinette, just based on my my limited knowledge of her work with Neha, whose Uh work has, I mean, blossomed incredibly. Yeah. Like, she's she's really – it must be fun working with her and with people who are like her. Yeah. But sitting down for – a long time in front of a computer can be oh, yeah. kind of boring. But yeah. You got to get up on that pizzeria floor. We were talking about it before, how you can do yeah. so many back-to-back interviews. And I have a limit of oh. – uh, you can do a bunch in a day like today. Um, I have a limit. I can do about three, maybe four yeah. in a day. And that's that's kind of my limit in yeah. terms of my like concentration and brain energy. I'm sure it has to do with ADHD too. Maybe I think also I'm like a, a, a Ashley, one of the producers at Hoff, always say like we have a classically trained actress. <laughs> it was know, about to come out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, she said that, so, and yeah, I yeah, already <laughs> said it once today. I like you know I, I'm most comfortable like speaking Shakespeare for three hours, you know, um, and then like crashing. Right. Exactly. So exactly. everyone has their rhythm. Yeah. But then it and is, knowing that that rhythm is really important. Yeah. But then it is fun to be able to switch gears and do pizza stuff or, you know. Mom stuff. Yeah. Mom stuff or any of it. You know, yeah. it's like super fun to be able to have those different lanes that I can bounce in and out of. It's so cool. Yeah. Wait, do you have other you have other businesses you're working on? No. Not right now, but like during. Like just because you were telling me like you, that, you, that you have so many things on your plate. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. The pizzeria, yeah. the coaching, that feels like enough. Currently it's The pizza, puppy? Yeah, the puppy. Currently it's a pizza and the coaching. I did have a tie-dye business during the pandemic. Nice. Because <laughs> why not? And it's like, an, I, I, I'm pretty good at tie-dye and everybody <laughs> wanted it. I love so it. I was like, okay, I'll do this. It blew up. It was like, I was super busy with it. I love um, this. And then the Benet She's Brooklyn a hustler, thing. Baby. And then the um the Benet Brooklyn thing that we did for a while, but I, then other things take up more time. Johnny and I wrote a children's book. Do you what? have it? No, I do not. Oh what my is God, it? I'm sending it to you for sure. Please what? tell us all about it so people can go get it. It's yeah. called Brooklyn Pizza Cat. Uh... This was a pandemic project. Um, yeah, we were just like talking about it, writing notes, uh, drawing pictures, telling it to other kids, and then we're like, all right, let's just. We self-published it, so I'm like, let's just make this happen. So, so where do you even sell a self-published book? Just, you, just it, so I know, so yeah, that sure. I can do it. Um, yeah. To- oh, I'll tell you the whole thing. Tell me right now. Okay. Go. Well, how to do it? I mean, you do it. You write your script first. You get it illustrated. So you either hire someone, or I don't know if you. Illustrate no, I books. definitely do not. <laughs> and I'm then, not a visual artist in the least. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. And then I couldn't even do tie dye. Really? Really? No. Oh, tie dyeing so fun. Who did the illustration? Um, we hired someone. We did it via Fiverr. Is how we found someone. Oh my God. Yeah. See. Yeah. Cool. And then. Um, I'll have to look up the website, but it's like Inuit Sparks or something where you go and you like put it, you know, you you get it. Um, I don't know the word. For bound? It, like, well, before you get Printed? it bound, but like um, formatted, wow. right? So you put it on the format and then from there you can sell it on Amazon. So through this website or whatever I did, it sells on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com and like whatever. So someone could just order it and it ships to you without me doing any like without that incredible and then we also printed 500 copies in china um and little stuffies because so cute 
little pizza cats of pizza goes uh, is, uh, velcros in its mouth i wish you could see laura's face it's right amazing she's just i'm she's, dead I'm, all I'm gonna, about the perfect I'm also send you to them. write a book about a pizza cat is right? like yes that's the move sammy the pizza cat i'm gonna tell you the plot right now sammy the pizza cat gets stuck in a tree and gets lured down from by hot delicious pizza the <sighs> end that's, <laughs> that's a book. I, how many na- I love it so much how many nights a week do your kids eat pizza a lot tell me um, all about it probably do they eat, do they eat it with toppings I'll tell you, Sydney has her exact order. One plain slice, one grandma slice, one chocolate chip cookie. Okay. That's her order. Yeah. Wait, so Sammy's varies. He he changes his mind. And like, are there broccolis? Are there um, pepperonis? No. Are there broccoli? No, like, you oh. know, sometimes people put broccoli on their pizza. No. No, no broccoli. We, um, you don't even offer it? No. Well, there is a vegan pie. Okay. Laura, have you had the vegan pie? I have because I've had vegans around. Yeah. It's delicious. It's very good. It's really good. I- I'll eat that even though I'm not a vegan um, just because it's good. Okay. Yeah, which I though. feel like is a is a marker of a good vegan pie. What makes this pizza so – I've never had this pizza. I w- listen, I'm uh, – t- <sighs> I need you guys to know that the the pizza's coming to the picket, but it hasn't yes, it yet. Is. Okay, it, 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 yes. So I I'm sorry. I did a lot of research on you, Leah. <laughs> I didn't do the most important. But you of didn't course, come over the for one pizza thing yet, I haven't come will. over for pizza or the cold. What plunge. neighborhood do you live in in the city? I live in Brooklyn Heights. Okay, so Williamsburg is your closest, or Crown Heights. So you'll come I've over. I've never been to Crown Heights. Look, when you when you are back in the, when we're both back in the city, we'll have a pizza party. It's that good. What makes it so good? Is there sugar in the um, dough? There's um, got to be sugar in the dough, right? I don't. You know, it's not too sweet. No, if that's it's a, not, a question. It's not sweet. It's not, um, you don't want it too sweet. We have a chef. His name is Nino Coniglio. So when my husband sat me down for wow. a side, uh, can I do this? You know, what do you think about this side project before you say no? Hear me out. Um, they found, and my husband's a Jewish guy from the Midwest also. He was born in Detroit, grew up in Colorado. Aaron's from Omaha, so nobody has, you know, pizza experience. No um, one's Laura Lucchetti, is Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Didn't he win? He won a bunch of awards. Oh, wait. Right? So, okay. so the way they, once they figured out we're going to do pizza, they, this is a really funny tidbit. He went on Craigslist, like pizza chef. Like, where do I find a pizza chef on Craigslist? Okay, guys. Did you did you notice that the genius <laughs> Columbia Columbia grad, yeah. not Harvard, okay? But she's like Craigslist and Fiverr. Can Craig, we say, exactly Craigslist and Fiverr. Craigslist louder for the people in yeah. the back. People Craigslist. are very freaked out by Craigslist. I have had so much life altering success on Craigslist. People need to get in the game. I mean six pizzerias. Craigslist. So anyways, and like also what's his name? Because it sounds like a great name. His name is Nino Coniglio. If you Google him, he's like one pizza, you know, pizza chef of America. He, he was on, he won Chopped. He's he's very and he was well on renowned. Craigs- yes, at the time he was on wow. Craigslist. And he says to Johnny, Johnny's like, are you good at making pizzas? And he goes, Google me. <laughs> That's what he said. Listen, I, I really I'm taking notes now, and it's Fiverr, it's Craigslist, Craigslist. it's cold plunges, it's cold plunges. It's definitely going to Gainesville. Oh, and, absolutely, and it's Google. Yes. Okay. Great. Yes. <laughs> I taught you everything. <laughs> now I know, and it's and Google. We're off on yes, our way. Exactly. And basically, just saying like yes to the things I think is like a big theme. Just showing up and saying like, okay, side project. That sounds. Why not? What's worse that could happen? But do, is it also because you trust yourself like deeply? 
Yes, I think so. I I trust myself and I'm a really good decision maker. Mm. So I like that kind of decision, should we do this or should we not? Like, yes, let's do it. Then I also think or decide or know that like, what's the worst case scenario? We do it. It doesn't work. Okay. Like we're out some time, we're out some money. Sometimes maybe it's a little embarrassing, but like you can always change it later or fix it or pivot. Like, look at my whole career. Like, you know. It's not that it wasn't hard. Exactly. I mean, I read in your bio that, like, when you did pivot careers, you also were dealing with, with the loss of three loved ones. Yes. Like, that. that's a lot on yeah. the system. And somehow you were able to bounce back from that. Yeah. The bounce back. That's yeah. what sort of seems the like the the most important takeaway from from the from the story so yeah. far the bounce back yeah it's- i think you know you said like trusting yourself and then i think also just like trusting if i'm thinking about that year where i was pivoting careers and losing a lot of people that i was super close with is just and and i didn't feel good in that year i felt horrible the whole like getting pushed out of that job on maternity leave i felt horrible it was oh can i just say out loud that it's it's not your fault yeah and that like it's the fault of yeah um the united states of america Uh, by the way i'm like i'm so grateful to live in this country and also we have major problems the way we treat women Mm -hmm. and the fact that insurance is so hard to come by i'm sorry that they treated you that way and like you're one example you're one very resilient, very successful now example, but uh, the of the system failing us. Yeah, a hundred percent. But anyway, you were feeling you felt shitty. Oh, I think but- the trust in the upside, right? Like that, like I, like I didn't feel good. I also didn't even like try and talk myself into there's a silver lining or like this is actually not as bad as I think it is. No, it was bad. It was really bad. Both of those situations. But I think knowing that at some point, there's another side to it. There's a second career or there is a, you know, um, grief being folded into your life so that you can smile again or finally remember that person with, you know, a funny story instead of sobbing about it every time their name comes up, you know, like just like knowing that that will happen at some point. Yeah beautiful last night so um one of the people i lost was my cousin zach he was 17 um and last night we were watching the sunset and uh pink was his color so like every time i see pink i'm like he's saying hi i tell my kids that and they're like zach saying hi to us and i think that's so sweet that they like fold him into their lives too even though they were so young so but so the sky was pink and there was like a big z shape in it Hey, I actually would love to ask you uh, like a personal um, question for me, actually, for my for my son. He grapples with death all the time. Yeah. Which is which is healthy. And he's also he's also pretty gifted. So he's Mm -hmm. he understands like um, in general, he understands a lot. But that's such a beautiful way of letting death and grieving and um uh the afterworld yeah. signs be a part of their childhood i'm wondering yeah. how how do you have those conversations not that i'm not saying that you're like no. some sort of expert but it sounds like we got we sort of got thrown into it because like it wasn't you know what i mean they were young when all this happened especially sammy who was in first grade um, oh yeah that's how old, yeah my kid is so um 
One of the things I keep in mind as like a general umbrella is it's not one sit down conversation where mm. it's like, this is what death is. This mm. is what happens. Here's how to think about it. It's a lot of like, it's a million tiny conversations, mm. right? So mm. like, um, you know, maybe some of it is the mechanics of what happens when a person's body stops working. Another little conversation might be like, I always think of Zach when I see pink, right? Or I I believe that mm. that's him saying hi to us. Um, and maybe some of it is like a, a book that they read or a pet that dies, right? And talking about that, what does it mean to them? How does it make them feel? So that's sort of like my umbrella you know, theory on it. Do you bring it up before they, uh, maybe Sammy wasn't as as into death as Ness is. No, he was. But, oh, he was. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, I think some, some kids are. Yeah. Uh, one of the other aspects that came up was sometimes he would bring it up. Like, you know, it was this 18-month period of a lot of people. I'm so sorry. And he would, sometimes he'd like bring up somebody's name when I wasn't thinking ready. about it or ready to talk about yeah. it. And it would just be like. Ouch. Yeah. And you, you just have to, like, go with it. You know what I mean? Or if he sees me cry, I have to just be like, I cry because it's sad. Right? It's what it is. It's, mm. you know, mm. it is sad enough to cry over. To You know, the loss is big enough to miss these people. Yeah, totally. Totally. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah, it's, it. It's good. I also like, um, I like to, like, when we talk about Zach, I like to talk about him. Feels yeah. Like he's like, oh, yeah, it feels like. He's like right there. He's listening. Like maybe he'll listen to this podcast. I don't know. Maybe you know? he's listening right now. I know. Exactly. I do feel like that though. I know not everyone believes that, but it's, you know, I feel these little tingles of connections. Yeah. So do I. So do I for sure. I, I try to instill that in my son, like the idea that they're not actually gone. Like I have right. a, I have like a rich relationship with my grandparents who have been my grandmother's passed away about four years ago but my grandfather passed away when I was 16 and I have an ongoing dialogue yeah um I I feel very connected to like people who have passed I also think that not everyone does and that's yeah. totally okay but I try to offer that to Ness it doesn't seem to really make him any happier yeah <laughs> but maybe that's just because it's not necessarily a happy thing. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And it might ebb and flow with, I don't know, my kids or your kids where like, you know, they do feel more connected or they don't believe that. And you know what I mean? And I feel like maybe until they're adults, it might be fluid. It's so interesting because like I, I, you know, the idea of God sort of, it just sort of morphs for me every uh -huh. so often. It's not like this like fixed idea really, but my kid, like Ness like really believes in God. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, um, anyway, we're actually rounding out if you can believe But you it. were just bringing up God. Mm, I was. <laughs> you want to talk about God? It's like a whole other, well, we're going to have to have a whole other episode. Definitely. You want to give us your two cents on God real quick? I mean, I will <laughs> say that we're Jewish and it's so important to me. I know it's so important to you too. Um, and we joined a synagogue last year, which nothing has made me feel more like an adult than joining oh a synagogue. I, I was like, imagine. like, you know, I, I pay taxes, I pay rent. Like there's lots of things. I got married, like lots of things, but nothing. You have children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing made me feel older than like signing the paper to join the synagogue. I was like, oh. 
my sister-in-law wants to do a baptism. And she looked at me and she goes, what do you even do? And I, I go, you got to join a church. Yeah. Like that's the first step like to the whole thing. But it is. It's like the mo- last most adult thing that you do. It's it like, really, it felt so. Where are you worshiping? It felt so crazy. So anyways, I love, especially with like Jewish stuff, to like instill in my kids the culture, the um, religion, the Sammy's already he's going to be in fifth grade. So I want him to have a bar mitzvah. So like I want to surround them with this stuff. And we have like a big Jewish community. We have lots of friends, but it is important to me. And that didn't answer your God question exactly. But well, I have a lot of questions. (laughs) Two, four about God. Yeah. Right. There's nothing more Jewish than that. Right. I mean, if I may, there's nothing more Jewish than if we were to sit here for a whole other hour and talk about God. Right. <laughs> that that would be the most Jewish thing we could do. All right. So then we'll have to do that back in the city. We are actually filming over here over pizza. Yeah. We're actually filming in the Hamptons, everybody at LTV Studios, which I just want to shout out and say thank you to. And a big thank you to our executive producer, Laura Lucetti, for joining us. Oh, I'm happy to be here. And this has been just such an enlightening conversation. Thank you, Leah, for coming. Leah Wiseman Fink, thank you so, Thanks for so, having so, me. so much. This was a great conversation. I loved it. Yeah. Let's do it again. Oh. In, in New York in City. In the city. Yeah. Over pizza. Laura, yeah. you're invited too. Oh. <gasps> she's Many like, she's, like, she's, going, she's flying to <laughs> Omaha. See you there. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Rabani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast, produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.